And fans, due to unforeseen circumstances, the game tonight has been postponed. You are all safe. And take your time in leaving the arena tonight and do so in an orderly fashion. Thank you for coming out tonight. We are all safe. Please drive home safely. And good night, fans. All right. Welcome, 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 welcome to the 3ND pod. We're coming at you mobile, mobile from our own homes, doing this via Skype. What's good, Wizzy Wayne? Yes, sir. What's up, Drizzy Drew? So, obviously, uh, the – I don't want to just say the league, more so the world has taken uh, quite a hit in the past few days mm-hmm. with – the coronavirus uh, making its presence feel known mm-hmm. the i felt personal personally wayne like the domino effect happened as soon as the nba started coming out with statements and releasing stuff because maybe that's because the nba is so close to us that we felt the impact of the virus more because of it but yeah. i kind of felt like when the dominoes for the NBA started falling, everything else started getting more serious. For sure. It was it was a lot to take in, especially with, you know, hearing that fellow NBA players, I don't know why I said fellow NBA, I'm not an NBA. I could be the <laughs> gang gang. Anyway, um, <laughs> just hearing the players getting infected and stuff like that, you're just like, oh my goodness, this is real. Like it was real before, you know, because we're all humans and, you know, when, when one person's going through something, we should, you know, not completely dismiss it, but we have a, a right and a, and a duty to be able to come around people who are going through a tough time. But then it's like whenever it hit the NBA, I was like, dude, like I watched these people day in and day out go out there on the court and ball, and now they have a disease or a, what is it, a virus that could potentially put them in like some serious harm. Um, but it's just really tough to see people that you kind of look up to playing a sport that you love go through something like that and you're like man you know as much as i want to do something there's nothing i can do from my house but you know send prayers and stuff like that so it's tough but as a country we'll get through it as a world we'll get through it it started with rudy gobert uh contracting the virus first and then soon after that we found out that uh the spider donovan mitchell also contracted Mm -hmm. that virus too i thought it was amazing not amazing but maybe surprising that the two star players on the jazz were the two players that contracted the virus. So when this news came out, the NBA before this, the golden state warriors were the first ones to come out and say, Hey, we are thinking about potentially playing these games without any fans. And I knew any, I kind of knew none of the players weren't going to like that. So I didn't see how that was going to play out. I actually sent out a tweet and I said, man, this is going to be interesting to see how this is actually going to look. It's going to feel weird. It's going to look weird. But as soon as the news came out about Gobert and about Donovan Mitchell, I think the league knew that they had to do this. There was absolutely no choice. I mean, there was a healthy, there was a healthy, uh, distance and precaution maybe, but there was also a healthy pressure involved too. It's like, if you're not going to shut the league down, you're going to get scorched from everybody else saying you have players that have the virus now and you're not shutting down. So I think it was necessary for them to do this uh, when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it, like I said earlier, it's tough. But, I mean, these guys are, you know, at the peak of their, their lives right now. Their bodies are in impeccable form. So I have no doubt in my mind that they'll get through it. It's just going to take some time. And, you know, we'll be back on the court in no time. But right now, you're just going to have to chill and just wait it out. Yeah. And I think it's funny because everyone right now is a doctor, you know, <laughs> every everybody's sending out updates about like, do this or don't do that. The reality is nobody really knows how to deal with this kind of thing because it's just so new. And so I think with the social distancing, I think that is at least going to slow down the virus it's still gonna be here but at least with these countries that we're seeing like italy and china where it was just this massive on-ramp of just it coming on like a fire i don't think we're gonna see that as much in the u.s because i feel like unfortunately those other countries had to go through it but for us we were watching from afar being able to see like how fast it can spread and now it's coming to us and we're kind of knowing maybe how to handle it in a in a way that might not eliminate it, but at least might slow it down. Yeah, and it's definitely and definitely needs to get slowed uh, slowed down because viruses like this, or even though they're not killing a lot of people right now, it'll learn, it'll spread, and it'll be stronger if we don't stop it now. So that's why you know making sure, of course, washing your hands and stuff like that is important. It's always been important, but now more than ever. But just making sure you stay clean. Don't do anything foolish. Don't go places that you know you shouldn't. So, yeah, just make sure the, you make decisions out there. Yeah, absolutely. The night overall when all this stuff went down, it felt like a historic day in history, honestly. Dude, it did. It was like, it was hauntingly chilling. Like, in my own body, I was like, this feels... I was... um. I was at the church. I was, I was helping the students that night and somebody comes in, they show me their phone and they're like, Tom Hanks receives the coronavirus. And he goes, no, no, but look beneath that one. And it says the NBA suspended. And I said, get that out of my face. What are you talking about? <laughs> and of course, right after that is when all this news starts coming out and just watching the film back of like the OKC versus jazz game, not even starting and the announcer coming out and, uh, I actually put that clip at the beginning of our uh, podcast um, for mm-hmm. people to hear, but it was just almost chilling. Like you could hear kind of the, uh, or you could feel the pressure of the fear in the stadium, even because people kind of knew what was going on or at least could assume. So it definitely went down as one of the most historic days in, in the world, but also in the, in the landscape of the NBA, I don't think we've seen anything like this before. Yeah, and I thought about the conversations I'm going to have with my kids one day. Be like, yeah, I lived through that coronavirus. <laughs> Be lucky you didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, and with with players being out right now, I think the league is kind of sending a memo that they need to self-quarantine. I mean much of what the CDC is sending out to everybody saying you need to self-quarantine or at least have some social distance there. And uh, all I've been seeing, Wayne, honestly, is that players, all they do is get on Twitch and live stream them playing video games, apparently. And that's, that's all they can that's find themselves is, doing. Man. Like I, Yeah, I looked on Luka Doncic's 
Luka Doncic's Twitter page, and he had the the gif of um, I think it was Timmy Turner or something, like <laughs> eyes bugging out in front of a screen because they that's that's all they know to do right now. They can't do anything else. So it got me thinking. We want to bring some lightheartedness to this situation, hopefully to the listeners today. But what do you think? Give me your top things to do in this time where we're maybe not able to go out as much or interact with as many people. What you got? Well, I mean, of course, there's, you know, video games and stuff like that. Since we got to stay inside, I got my Netflix shows. I got my Hulu shows. I got everything I got. I'm just ready. So I got my stuff lined up. I got uh, what's it? What is it? Anime. I've been trying to get into some of that. So if you want something you can burn through real quick and you can, you know, just be stuck for a while, go ahead and find some dope animes you can watch. Not even trying to play you. It's actually pretty cool. So what's the fascination with anime? Honestly, I don't know. But I watched uh, I watched one season of one of these animes that these kids in my job told me to watch. Shout out Massey Ranch. Uh, it's called One Punch Man. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's a superhero that defeats enemies in one punch. And so I was like, you know, this might be boring. It might be. It's actually pretty good. Like storylines is pretty good. It's pretty funny. I mean, you got to read the subtitles because it's in another language. But if you if you have a list of shows that you can watch or like talk to your friends, get some password, some username and passwords for, you know, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever they got now and just binge watch a show shows or movies i oh, think me sure. and cameron right now like we've we've had this show going even before all this went down but the show cheers i don't know if you've ever heard of cheers before on netflix i think it was a show that resided in like the mid 80s slash 90s i'm not sure of the exact time it was around but it's basically a show centered around being like located in a bar for 90 percent of the show Anyways, it's just, it's a corny, like, older show, and it's 11 seasons long. So if you really just want to bug out for some time and just, like, let it be, Cheers would definitely be my show I'm recommending. Cheers. Go rewatch The Office if you've already watched it. If you haven't watched it, go watch The Office. Uh, there's a new show you can that never I saw. Get office. I know, man. There's a new show that I saw. Shout out to my homie David. Uh, he showed me this show on Hulu called Superstore, where it's basically The Office, but if it took place in like a Walmart. So that show was pretty. Write that down right now. That. Yeah, Superstore. Look that up. So I mean, you got a lot of options. Go inside, get some popcorn, or you know, wrap yourself in all that toilet paper you probably bought, and <laughs> and watch Just some back. watch Everybody's some shows. Forcing. I got two more on my list for things right, to ahead. do. I got games, but I don't have video games. I have physical games. Like board games? Like board games. So we just ordered on Amazon today. We ordered Domino's because we've been really getting into a game called Chicken Foot. Chicken Foot. Hold on. I'm not going to explain the whole concept of it right here because people might uh, close out of the podcast. But (laughs) Domino's, uh, if you've ever played Bananagram, it's basically like Scrabble, but a little bit more speedy. So... Those physical games, you know, getting away from the screen a little bit would be nice. Uh, And then number three, get outside, go on a walk, you know, because as long as you're not around a big crowd, I think it's appropriate still for 
you know, you to go on a walk or just like go on a jog or whatever you want to do to get some fresh air. Cause when you're inside all day, you definitely get that, like, uh, what do they call it? Cabin fever. Mm -hmm. You can get that real, real quick. It doesn't matter how many shows or movies you're watching. So go on a walk and get outside, do something productive. That's what I got. Yeah. There's a, if you, um, there's a bunch of games you can play on your phone too. As a family, they got like heads up. It's a cool game that you can play on your phone if you want to stay inside. And they also have this thing on, uh, like, PlayStation or whatever. It, maybe it's a website, but it's called Jackbox TV. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yep. I love Jackbox I mean, TV. Yeah. If, you know, you got a family at the house. Go ahead and pop in some Jackbox TV. Everybody get their phones out. And it's kind of like Kahoot, except for, like, older people. So... There's plenty of ways to keep yourself entertained if you want to stay inside or if you want to go outside, go for a walk, go to a park or something like that. Maybe there's nobody around and just walk around, get some fresh air and then head back home. But large so you're off. Home. You're off for this next week, right? Because the school district's closed down. I am off, dude. I'm off off. So you're going to be you're going to you're going to have a lot of time on your hands. Honestly, though, I was ready to go back to work. I don't like being off work for like super long periods of time. Because I miss my kids, but I just don't, I, I just can't do it. So I was ready to go back to work, but then they closed it and I was like, all right, I'll find something else to do. So I've just been like putting time into my car and stuff like that and just messing around. I got nothing yeah. else to do, so I might as well. For sure. So we've, we've at least found some uh, solutions to our boredom, but Wayne, what about a solution to this NBA season because Adam Silver has come out and he said that at minimum the games are going to be off or suspended for at least 30 days. Now that doesn't mean 30 days are up and they go back. It just means at the minimum that's how many days they're taking off. Could be 30, could be 40, could be 60. We don't really know. Um, but the question comes up is by the time it comes back would it really be if we were to speed to where if this wasn't happening, we'd actually be in the playoffs. So now mm -hmm. everything's pushed ahead. We got to think about, okay, do we come in straight into the regular season again and finish things off? Do we go straight into the playoffs? Do we try a new format? So we're thinking through kind of what would be best for the league because we, we have to remember the season's not canceled. It's just suspended right now. So it's kind of on a break. And I'm sure Adam Silver and all the GMs and everything are working through what the right approach is but you tell me a solution maybe you thought of or that you've heard that you agree with or think would be best for us moving forward after this break well i originally when i thought of something that we could possibly do i mean if the nba is coming back and it's going to be around playoff time i kind of wanted this to just jump straight into playoffs i mean there's no sense in trying to finish out the regular season or anything like that where, where you are is where you are. You have to deal with it and move on to the next season and get better from there. So, I mean, I, that was just going to be my thinking, clean and simple, just start playoffs and go from there. But Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't know if he's been talking with other people. I know he's in some sort of organization or whatever, so maybe they've been talking. But he proposed, or they proposed, a 2018 tournament, uh, March Madness-style uh, tournament for the NBA where the 26, 27, 28, 29th, and 30th spot, those four teams would have a, a play-in to get into the tournament, 
And then the top four seeds, which right now are the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, and Raptors, will get a first-round bye. And then the rest of the teams would have to play a tournament style to get to those teams. And then from there on, it's basically like the NBA Finals, where the first one is a best of three, then it's best of five. And then once you get down to 16, it's best of seven all the way through. So I kind of like that. And he said it would probably – it wouldn't run into August – so we can get things done pretty quickly, get the games done pretty quickly, and people can still have time to rest and get ready for next season, um, no matter how far you go into the, into the um, playoffs. So I was down for that, mainly because if the Spurs make the playoffs, our streak continues, and we will set a new record as the team with the most consecutive playoff appearances, even though lately we've been getting waxed. Well, actually, we didn't get waxed last year, but lately we've been getting, you know, sent out pretty quickly i'm still ready for that record to be broken by us and i don't want to sit at 21 so i'm good with this if it counts as playoffs i'm good that that actually sounds like a pretty good plan from from denwitty however the only thing i have towards that is i feel like it it's giving too many sorry teams too many opportunities when they could have had those opportunities in season where it's like you're coming back into it now it's just giving everybody the chance to be a part of it when all those teams that were working really hard beforehand are jeopardizing everything they worked for just for this tournament time yeah but you kind of got to look at it as this is something that really hasn't ever happened before and so we kind of just got to put something out there just to see if it sticks and then maybe once they hear about this, they can tweak it and kind of, you know, like you were saying, give those teams that have worked for it and put in time and have made made it up there and been in those spots and those positions, maybe they get rewarded more than those teams that haven't. Maybe those teams that haven't just get, you know, some extra weeks off because you ain't making it to the playoffs. Oops, my bad. Sure. So, yeah, I. so my solution was just going to be, hey, let's have one or two weeks where we jump back into the regular season, just right where we left off, just so guys can get their legs underneath them, they can get warmed up a little. Those teams at the bottom fighting for an eight seed can maybe have uh, a five to ten game cushion to maybe make it in. It would matter even more given the crunch time there. And then then just jump straight into the playoffs because um, I think – you know, you can't waste too much time, but I also like what, what Dinwiddie was saying about the tournament in terms of like, hey, in these rounds, we're only going to make it, you know, best of three or best of five. I've actually been an advocate for that for a long time, um, maybe to, you know, every single round from the first round to the conference finals, maybe make all those five games instead of seven games and leave, then leave the NBA finals to seven games because, if we yeah. are trying to make the, the NBA uh, stop at a certain time, given the break we've had, maybe reducing the games in each round would put us back on schedule to where we need to be. I would be curious, though. I mean, as wrong as it may sound, I wonder how fans and players are going to treat um, Rudy Gobert when he comes back. That is true. That's a relationship that is probably strained a lot over the past week or so because I mean I understand Rudy Gobert is a big goof and he likes to do goofy things but you can't mess around with stuff like this even if the mortality rate isn't as high or anything like that you you just can't mess around because you see he messed around and ended up 
giving it to Donovan Mitchell. And so the I already heard like the relationship between the players and the, and the staff and all that stuff with Rudy Gobert is going to be hard for them to repair that. And I understand because you was out here messing around. I mean, granted, he didn't know that he had it, but on the off chance that you, you if you think about it and you and you have a if you have common sense, my brain is scrambling right now. If you have common sense, just like don't do stuff like that. Don't think it's a game. It's not a game. This stuff is serious. I I think probably everybody before him, to some sort of degree, maybe made unknowingly and maybe carelessly made, you know, jokes about this whole virus thing. And we're people and we mess up. And I think he's just in the public eye. So he gets the worst of it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he, sh- he should know that being in his position. Uh, but unfortunately, I, d- I do think he's going to get some uh, unfair criticism once things get back into swing. But he, I did hear as of today that he's donating $500,000 to um, efforts towards uh, paying the staff of the Utah Jazz organization, like the ticket yeah. holders or the uh, concession workers, all those people. Uh, he's splitting the money between like that, uh, people being affected in the Utah, Oklahoma City area. Uh, because that was the team that they faced and mm. when all that went down and then also like a hundred thousand towards his home country of France as they're going through it as well. So I kind of expected that from him to yeah. make that effort because, you know, he was the first domino to fall. Uh, not to say it was like his fault that he just because he was careless in his actions doesn't mean that was the reason he got the virus. I mean, anybody can get it from any way. Yeah. Um, but I will be interested once the Jazz are in the playoffs, how like every time he gets the ball, how the, the crowd is going to react. It's going to be really interesting, to be honest. Yeah, there, and there's been a lot. There's been a lot of funny stuff going around, like just memes and stuff. And it's it's important to stay aware, but it's also important to you know kind of have that shining light or some hope or some just like something funny to keep you laughing and keep you going, so you don't get weighed down with all the negative things that you're seeing on like tv and stuff like that so it's it's good to kind of laugh and like share a meme with somebody i mean as long as you're not going crazy far with it i mean it's okay to just you know if you see something funny share it with your friends laugh about it have a good old time and not get too worried and too bogged down thinking about this virus and what it can do and all that stuff just make sure if you if you stay safe you clean yourself you're good have a good time laugh it out and wait for this stuff to pass over Today is Chef Curry, Babyface Assassin, Stephen Curry's 32nd birthday, Wayne. Steph Curry with the shot, been cooking with the wrist. He's been doing this for some time now. Mm Mm-hmm, 32, man. Goodness. Goodness. Wayne, we've had a lot of amazing moments from, I'm not even going to say arguably, I'm going to say the greatest shooter of all time. A lot of great moments from him over the past few years, especially with the Warriors' dominance and everything they've been able to accomplish. So my question to you is, over his reign, what is one of your favorite Steph Curry moments? Well, I got got a couple, because I couldn't pick between these two. So my first one, is like my my this uh, it's like one A one B so one B would be that moment when he got the ball went down the baseline and broke Chris Paul's ankles even though yeah 
he stepped on his foot. I actually watched that clip over and 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 over today. Chris Paul, for me, so I just want to put that out there. So for all of y'all that are like, oh, he stepped on his foot. Nah, bro, Chris Paul was about to hit the deck. Seth Curry's foot saved him anyway. But yeah, he hit that shot over Chris Paul. And then the other moment was when he dribbled through the Thunder, I think, I believe it was. Was just dribbling uh, through their entire defense. And I think it was the back. Clippers. It might have been. Yeah. Oh, I think it was the Clippers. Yeah. Because it was when they had that Warriors Clippers rivalry. Yeah. And and he dribbled through the the defense, stepped back, pulled a three, and Steve Kerr's face was like, "Bro, what the heck are you doing?" And then all you hear is the shukum, and then Steph, uh, Steve Kerr was like, "Oh, okay, that's right. I I forgot I'm coaching the greatest shooter to ever live." So. Exactly. I think that was his like first year, and he was like, "Oh, these are the kind of players that I'm coaching." Hey, we can win some championships, okay? <laughs> but yeah, those Quite are my two there, Yeah. <laughs> no, those are definitely two of the most, at least from like a highlight standpoint, two of the most like iconic moments from him. Yeah. Um, I think mine was. So when I think about Curry. One of the games that I think about most, and I try to forget most of the ones against Houston, but uh, the one that I'm looking towards was in the 2016 playoffs. So this was the year the Warriors, uh, after after their first championship, the next year they went on to win uh, 73 games, the most in NBA history. But the first round of the playoffs against Houston uh, Curry sprained his knee. He was going up for a shot and he slipped or something and he sprained his knee. And so he was out for for a majority of the, the playoffs. So he actually came back uh, when they were in a series against Portland. And the Warriors were up 2-1. to one. The, They were at Portland, which is already a tough place to play in. This was like the beginning of the McCollum. Uh, Dame era where they're where they're stroking it almost just as good as uh, Clay and Steph were, and so this was his first game back from that knee sprain, and it's the I'm back game. I don't know if you remember oh, where yeah. he talked to the crowd and he said I'm back, but yeah. this dude, this dude just put on a show for the majority of the night, and and he just showcased his greatness especially when they hit overtime the the game went to overtime and he he led them to a victory to put them up three to one in this game and it really just yeah he scored a that's what it was he scored 17 points in overtime and I was just like I remember watching that game and the greatness that I was seeing not even just not even just from that game alone but from the fact that I knew he was coming off an injury as well and the pressure that comes with everybody knowing you're coming back and how they think you're going to have an impact on the on the game, that's pressure. And he totally lived up to that pressure. So for me, that was one of my favorite moments from Curry. Yeah, definitely a dope one, bro. Shout out Steph Curry, man. If I had half the shot that he does, bro, I'd be in the NBA, man. I'm telling you. Not even half, like a, <laughs> like a quarter. <laughs> if I had 25%. Of his abilities, sign me, sign me to a G League team, bro. I'm telling you, I take over. Even though we don't have games this week, Wayne, and we won't have games for the foreseeable future, in honor of Curry's birthday, uh, we've decided to 
pull our best stat line, no worse stat lines in this time, but our best stat line for the chef himself. So I'll go first and then I'll let you go. I go ahead, am bro. pulling from the game that I just mentioned when he went off against the Blazers in the 2016 playoffs and his return from his knee sprain. Curry had mm-hmm. 40 points on 16 of 32 shooting, nine rebounds, eight assists. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well from three. He was five of 16, but had some clutch uh, three-pointers in overtime. As I mentioned earlier, 17 points in overtime, three of three from uh, free throw, and put the Warriors up 3-1 in that series uh, to eventually close out the Blazers and advance in the in the playoffs. So that was uh, that was my favorite stat line from him: 40 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. Yes, sir. All right. So for me, I'm going with the game where he broke the record for most three-pointers made in a game. Um, where he had 46 points, was 16 of 25 from the field, but he was 13 of 17 from three, which means he made 13 threes and only missed four. That is Dude, that's ridiculous. When you talk about a pure shooter, like straight-up sharpshooter, there is no other name right now other than Steph Curry. I mean, there are people that he has to surpass to get up there. He's still trying to climb uh, the, the NBA ranks as far as, you know, three-pointers and all that stuff. But right now, the greatest shooter of all time is Steph Curry. And the no, greatest no. shooting backcourt, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, because Klay Thompson no. can knock it down just like Steph can. And I believe Steph, uh, Klay Thompson's jumper is even more smooth than Steph's. It's just that Steph is, you know, dropping like 40 points a game with just threes. So... But Clay can do a lot of stuff inside, so I, I definitely believe that Steph and Clay are like the best shooting backcourt to ever hit the NBA. And I don't know if any other person is going to touch them, even though the game is moving towards the three ball more. I don't know if you're going to touch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Man, thirteen of seventeen. I I feel like I could do that from layups. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I can't even do that from free throws, man. I'm gonna go like <laughs> no, I'm gonna go like either. two for two for ten from free throws. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness, dude! Man. Imagine going thirteen yeah. to seventeen from a three, and then breaking the record in that game, dude. That's that's ridiculous. It's the life of two you know casual else? NBA fans. You know what else sucks? I always feel like I always want to know what's going through the heads of the of the team when a record is broken. Like, what's going through the heads of the other team? Like, what are they thinking about? When I think they are... Go 13 or 17. I don't think you want to be the team known as the ones who let whatever player get whatever record. I know, man. Because so, I remember when James Harden was on a streak of, like, 30 points a game for however many games long, like, and he was rolling. And it was kind of the trash or trash junk time at the end of the game where where it doesn't really matter and the Rockets were up big over the Hawks and they were like pressure defense on him at the very end of the game so they wouldn't let him get that record that he was going Mm -hmm. for for the streak of 
you know, 30 point games, which I, I can't remember if he is. got it or if he didn't, but yeah, teams don't want to be known as the ones that, that give it up to that player or that team. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be that. I mean, yeah, you're doing great, but I don't want my name in the record books as the one getting beat by somebody dropping 13 threes on my head. No, nah, it can't, it can't be me, bro. Cannot be me. No. Nah, and you think about even like the late, great Kobe Bryant like I'm sure the Jazz didn't want to be known as the team that Kobe dropped 60 on in his very last game in Staples Center in one. <laughs> oh my goodness that was great or even worse or even worse you don't want to be known as the team that first contracted the coronavirus to uh, put a halt to the season not that Dude. they have any control over that but they're going to be known for that forever now and Rudy Gobert is going to be the known as the man who single-handedly shut down the NBA. My it's, again, it's unfair the way you know most people are going to communicate it moving forward, but it's just the reality. They are, and he is going to be known for that. I saw I saw a meme about it, and they said that Rudy Gobert should win Defensive Player of the Year because he shut down the whole NBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's and so you know bad. What? <laughs> and you know what? Rudy Gobert, you earned that one, buddy. But we'll see what happens whenever, oh, yeah. you know, this this thing settles and you know people kind of come around. We'll see what happens. Best best of luck to Rudy. I hope he bounces back from this. Um, because it it has to be tough with everybody coming after you like that. Yeah, for sure, man. I I hope this uh, podcast wasn't too choppy for all you guys out there. Um, We're just trying something new. This may be what we do for the next couple weeks. Uh, So let us know if you like it or if you don't. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 3ND underscore pod. That's the number three, the letter N, the letter D underscore P-O-D. Follow us on Twitter. Also, I'm sorry we didn't get to do our Amazon gift card giveaway Unfortunately, the NBA shut down right before that game. Dude, crazy, bro. Right before the game, man. I was ready to see who's going to get it. I think God was looking out for our bank accounts. (laughs) He said, y'all don't want to spend that money. I got you. (laughs) Use this as an opportunity to save up uh, for the next time you do a giveaway. So I I guarantee you guys we will be doing that soon and we'll, we'll do it again. But until then, keep up with us on Twitter. And don't forget to follow uh, me and Wayne's personal accounts on Twitter as well. So until next time, we'll see y'all then. Bye.